Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of June 23rd, 2017. I am your host, Jose Otero, and this is IGN's Nintendo Show. Coming up on Nintendo Voice Chat, uh, we have a lot of things to talk about this week. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the announcement and my departure. Obviously, that's a big topic on the show. But then we're not just going to stop there. The show must go on. And we're going to specifically talk about Mario Odyssey, Metroid Samus Returns, uh, and also even there's a Metroid Prime 4. I mean, what's going on? Like, all of our dreams came true, the C3. 
Then we're going to grade Nintendo's E3 performance and talk a little bit about the whole package. And finally, we're going to reminisce and talk a little bit about the future of the show and what that means for you. Uh, joining me to talk about it this week, Zach Ryan. Howdy. Eric Schneider. You rotten little. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian Altano. Can we bring the energy up in here a little bit? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Like, Funeral. I, I, can't tell sorry. I can't tell if it's yeah. because you're recovering well, from the yeah. E.T. flu or well, if you're getting sentimental. Cool. But his, yeah. his voice no, is going. It, it's, a mi- yeah. it's a mix of a few things. I, uh, I, you know, you always picture, I pictured how this would go in my head uh-huh. and it's already gone off the rails. Was it like confetti and like champagne? And- <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you got some. Like, that was- <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Before we get on with this though, uh, really quickly, um, you don't forget like, so, NBC is Nintendo Voice Share, and you can find us on IGN.com. Just head over to the show tabs page and click down to find NBC. Or you can find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Nintendo Voice Chat, or search NBC. You'll be able to find us there. And you know what? Subscribe. This show's going to be around for a while, and there's some really cool stuff to talk about with that. And the changes that are coming are not the end of the world. This is going to be an awesome beginning, and that's how I look at things. Let's start with this announcement, then. Um, Metroid As. Prime. <laughs> yeah, let's start there. No, no, no. <laughs> um, no, I, so by now you've heard I, I took a job. Um, I took a job at Nintendo. Uh, can't go into a lot of specifics about what it involves. Uh, but what I can tell you is that it's not something I, I didn't take a job at IGN to say, oh, well, Nintendo's next. If anything, people around me joked. They'd be like, one day you're going to end up at Nintendo. And I'd be like, whatever. Like, that's, that's not for me. Like, I enjoy this. Um, but something came along and it was just one of those like, well, I can try this and this could be cool, but I don't know. Like, it's scary. Like, I, it is. I'm why are you laughing because, at me? No, I'm laughing because I've already seen conspiracy theories online. It's like, oh yeah, that's why he gave Zelda a 10. And it's like, oh, he was yeah. just like, oh my God. Like, yeah, well, like silly. Nintendo goes like, anyone who gives a Nintendo game a 10, we gotta hire them. They, they gotta, they gotta hire, they gotta hire every single person who gave Breath of the Wild a 10 <laughs> now. That's like hundreds <laughs> of people. But, but why, I, if I was Nintendo, then I'd hire the guy who gave it a six. Yeah. And then I'd invite him up in the office and go like, you're hired, you're fired. <laughs> that's, oh wow. That's how you so do you it. Think that's how it no, look, I'm glad you don't run Nintendo. No. Yeah. With an iron be glad it'll be all F zero. He doesn't run it yet. Not yet. No. no, no, I mean look guys, we're we're obviously uh we're obviously sad about this. Jose, you know that. We've talked about this a bunch. We learned, you know, right before E three, which out of the like if there was a book about like the worst time things in the yeah. history of things, I'm not gonna that lie. would you would be in there. It's, it's at the top of the list for sure. It's so, near the top, yeah. I don't know that I would put it at the at the very at tip. At the very top. top. Okay, but, yeah. good, good. And so then Thank you, you know, your like, timing wasn't wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Some people noted that you were absent from uh, a lot of our coverage. Obviously, he wasn't absent. He was working behind the scenes. But you know, there you don't want to have someone like. With us having the knowledge that you were going to Nintendo no, and yeah. being on the air. And well, that saying, would be unethical. That's my favorite show ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that Obviously, would have been hideous. We trust you wouldn't have done that. You would have been honest about it, but we, do, we don't want to put anybody in that situation. Yeah. So. And so I just, I got to thank you guys too, even, uh, publicly acknowledge that I really appreciate you guys scrambling behind the scenes to change the live show, to change, uh, you know, a lot of editorial appointments and to show up and like take those spots. Cause like, you know, it, saying yes meant okay you got to stop doing the thing you really like care about right now um and that was hard but you guys handled it very well we, i must say that we weren't we weren't awesomely happy about it to be honest <laughs> yeah, you know, know like know. we were we were banking on you for like the bill trinan interview to you know because that was our first time kind of to react even though i didn't have a voice yeah, I heard so you like, got a, like, you sounded really, really bad. That, we did, that, that the, we did a fan meet and greet at E3, uh, before E3, actually, mm-hmm. and the music was a little yeah. loud. 
A little. So we had to, you know, answering questions from fans, like my voice was gone. Yeah. Just shouting questions yeah. or answers, yeah. So it's your final NVC. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to yeah. do? You're going to like dance or do something? Um, are you going to rap? I, no, I don't think you're ready, you're ready for that. I don't know that Jose's got that funky flow no? to, yeah. to really get uh, on the microphone. I, I could do, do rap. Oh man, I could do plenty. <laughs> um, yeah. No, no, uh, I think instead, um, rather than, we, we'll spend some time reminiscing later about some of the, the fun stuff we got to do on this show. What are we gonna do with uh, the show without Well, you? that's what I wanna talk about, uh, because Great obviously, segue. uh, there's a future in mind, of course, uh, and I'm very proud to, to help announce this. Uh, but, uh, the future host of MVC is at this table. And if you look around real quick, Sean, let, let the, let them sort of look. Let's all point to him on three, two, one. Hey, it is Pear like, Schneider. It's absolutely <laughs> fair. Pear Schneider is yeah. gonna, basically, uh, you're gonna be the interim host for NBC. Yes. That, that's sweet. That's we're, awesome. We're incredibly happy. About um, it. same. I'm, yeah. I'm very happy with that too. Obviously got some like giant, uh, boat sized shoes to fill here. <laughs> um, you, you got a full time job as a video producer. True. Yeah. You've got a, you, how many shows do you host? I host, host like many shows. I know when shows. this, the, the moment for like in transparency here, the moment Jose <laughs> said he was going, I ran to Pear and I was like, I love NBC. I adore it. I want to be on it forever. I don't want to host it. I yeah. don't want to host it. I host. I, I I had just come off of E3. I hosted like six hours of Nintendo stuff one afternoon. This is a good opportunity for you because you've been at this company for forty years and you finally <laughs> you finally get your own show. I'm finally years. gonna make it. You're 60. finally gonna make it. Uh, well, I'm, I am. I mean, I'm humbled. I'm obviously the third best choice. So that's yeah. great. Um, but we are actually looking for someone to really fill Jose's shoes, right? So if you're the kind of guy out there who's been writing articles, blogging, uh, making YouTube videos, streaming on Twitch. This is the time. I mean, pay attention. We have a couple of job openings on editorial. They don't come around all that often, although it seems like Nintendo is hiring a lot of people from the opening. They're not that many openings and it it is (laughs) tough to break in and you have to really show, you know, not like in the old days when I applied where I could write a pretty article and hand it in. Right. You have to. You wrote pretty articles? Yes. (laughs) I wrote pretty articles. Flowery. Yeah. Flowery. Like I drew margins. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, but you also have to show that you can, you can do stuff on camera. Right. You can play and, and commentate and all that stuff. So. If you think you have what it takes, find our, our, our jobs wanted post and, and apply. Yeah. Yeah. And know Nintendo. Like. Oh yeah. Be a Nintendo expert. Like I'm, on this show because I'm a huge Nintendo fan, but I would never call myself a Nintendo expert. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's things, there's gaps in my Nintendo knowledge that I look to people like Jose, I look to people like Brian and Pear to be like, oh, that was actually this person or that yeah. came out in this year. And like, while I know a lot of that stuff, I don't know all of it. And that's the kind of person that we're looking for is somebody that has that, that Nintendo knowledge to the highest degree. So, you know, and for yeah. now, you know, you're going to have to settle with the guy that reviewed Ocarina of Time. Also good for us. Also fantastic. Yeah. I mean, pair like close second, if you will. No, it's, it's always been an honor to work, to work with you around you, directly with you on the show. Um, so I'm really excited to see where that goes. And you know, you're going to have some help from your friends, such Mm -hmm. as me and Zach. We'll Mm -hmm. bring on people like Miranda and Jonathan Dornbush and Alana and, you know, Max and everybody else we can throw into the mix to, you know, to bring in extra voices to help us cover the, you know, I, you're, you're, you know, your fire emblem. I don't. I don't know much about Pokemon. You know, we've got a well-versed staff of people that do, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I will say this, though, for for the, I think the best part about this message, and I want to speak for the community here, because stepping away from the show for a second, a lot of people admire you, and a lot of people respect you. And I think that that is, uh, I think it's a major, a major benefit uh, to having you in this. Oh, thank you. 
Um, and it, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to it later, but it has been a pleasure to work with all of you on this. Yeah. Um, and Stop. we'll definitely, uh, we, we, yeah, we got, can't, we got you can't on start the waterworks yet. Uh, yeah. just in case. Yeah. We, <laughs> got, we got tissues on the ready for that, but let, let's transition. All right. So let's talk a little bit here about, um, Let's start with Super Mario Odyssey, Metroid Samus Returns, and Metroid Prime 4. Three announcements, one of which we knew was coming, two of which we absolutely bet everything would not happen, uh, even though yeah, we've no been kind kidding. of bringing it up for weeks That's right. on this show. Um, obviously, we now know where my hat is going, so I won't have too much to say. But she gets let's, a hat now. Yeah, yeah. Mario gets a hat. I, 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 yeah, with Nintendo, Cap, let, let's start there. All with it. Nintendo properties mm-hmm. moving forward. So yeah. uh, with Mario Odyssey, let's start there. Uh, major presence at E3. Yes. Biggest part of the booth. We got to see New Donk City, Testarossa, a woodland area. Um, the idea of visiting kingdoms. That this is the first sandbox Mario game since uh, Mario Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Fifteen years. Yeah. Yeah. And this hilarious and weird and the internet loves it capture mechanic right. involving a hat named Cappy. <laughs> like, I was like, how could it get any more on the nose but so good? Look, yeah. last time they got everybody talking about having <coughs> cat outfits, right? Like, yeah. they have this, they always have this, this little thing that they keep secret that makes people go, oh, that's so charming or so surprising. The whole capture mechanic, the fact that they started out the trailer with a T-Rex that looked right, like ripped right out of Universal Studios, Jurassic Park. They start with that and then they put a hat on it. Then they put mustaches on things. And then you suddenly realize, you're like, oh, everything that was an enemy, I can take over now. Like, yeah, now that's yeah. a friends. well-kept secret yeah. too, I thought. Well, not everything. Yeah. Most there's a weird there's a weird law to it in Nintendo universe as always. Uh, some of them have to have ha- like if they have a hat already, you can't possess. No, them. you can't wear just, a hat. You can't, hat off just first. like capture like a, a yeah. real man on the street when you're running around New Donk City. No, but certain certain men in New Donk City you can. can I have I had yeah. a lot of listen to our Bill Trinan interview because uh, I had a lot of questions about stuff like that. Yeah, you you were you were very kind of concerned with the the I, physical I, I, like the actual. I went world Putnam Whipple. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. Like it's, it's a weird. weird thing yeah. to, to include in a Mario game, and I, I, you know, I we've seen enough of Mario Odyssey in previous events uh, that I kind of felt like I had a feel for it, and then that reveal when it was the, he threw out the cap and took possession of like a bullet bill or something. Frog was a frog. Favorite. Yeah, it oh was like goodness. and a cab. Oh, this is mm-hmm. weird as hell. Like, yeah, this is this is something totally new and wholly unique in a Mario game, which I'm all in for. It's got yeah. this sort of weird like Link's Awakening weirdness vibe to it no, that yes, I really but it doesn't dig. stop like, there like look at even uh, you will go through a warp pipe and you are now on a mural in 8-bit graphics oh, that, yeah. um, and it is classic weird. controls Right. Uh, you have all these costume changes too yep. I dressed up Mario as Joe Pesci like, he had like <laughs> the black pants and like the fedora and I was like he looks just like him um, it, it it is something that surprised me because again it, it is a, a sort of out there mechanic mechanical idea but at the same time they just somehow make it make sense. Is it, I mean, is it any is it any stranger or more out there than uh, Mario running around in space without a spacesuit on, or Mario right, running around with a water pack yeah. that yeah. propels or the, the double air, cherry? Like, just the yeah. idea that he clones. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I think this one is weirder. Like, but when I played it, I I tried to throw my hat at, at a cab, and it I couldn't take it over. But I'd seen it in the trailer, and Nintendo rep said, "Oh, that's not in this version." So they they're definitely things that weren't in the playable that we saw. Oh, I was going to ask you if the cab already had a hat on. Yeah. So I I. <laughs> I, I was like, Cap doesn't have a hat. It's got a little sign. Maybe if it's occupied, it like you can yeah, it's, it over. I, this is a weird law. No, but they said it wasn't in there. But like, what what struck me in that game is that um, I was running around doing stuff, and I saw kind of like this chasm. I'm like, oh, how do I get over there? And I had forgotten that you can possess or or, yeah. or capture a bullet bill. And then like once you realize that 
you just like you see so many paths to mm-hmm. everything and there are so many options and it really is this kind of it's got that sandbox try everything mechanic that we saw in breath of the wild but it's in this kind of in this box in this yeah. giant toy box and like this was one of the games where I just didn't want to stop playing at E3. Yeah. I'm like playing, I'm like, but I didn't, I didn't see that thing over there yet. And it was yeah, a time yeah. demo. So oh yeah. Did any of you use your special media powers to extend the 10 minute demo? No. <laughs> Did anybody? I don't think so. Like I know I was limited to, uh, 10 minutes and I actually, uh, uh, went back a second time and played. So first I played Donk City yeah. and then yeah. the second time I went back and played, what was the other area? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, um, I, I told the story on Up at Noon today, but we brought 12 people to, to Nintendo's because <laughs> everyone just wanted to play it and we were yeah. like, we have an appointment and everyone at IGN showed up or at least a significant portion of us did. And we took turns passing the controller around and, uh, in New Donk City, everyone, what I noticed was they all ran in a different direction. Yeah. And yeah. they all went to collect different moons and we got news over the last few days. There's 30 to 50 new, uh, moons in each level and the cool thing is, is you get one and it doesn't pull you out you keep going yeah so there's something about that that really feels like a fun time sink to me i mean we're all we look at games like like the crackdown is the kind of game that's just like oh go out there and collect all the orbs yeah. right yep. and then mario i think has got a lot more i don't want to say the word is soul but there's just something to it that has mm-hmm. always been there for mario games and the idea of sitting down on the couch with my switch in my hands and playing like 25 moons in a row and then getting up and getting on a train or getting in a car and keep, keeping that going is is fantastic well it's a little bit like uh i mean you know the feeling very well because you've played mario 64 you've played mario sunshine actually and you know that like Finding those uh, those, those stars, <laughs> yeah, we're done. Uh, um, when you find these hidden collectibles that they have, it's almost a reward. There's a puzzle to be solved, and you feel that the puzzling uh, aspect of Mario is a bit compounded more than it's ever been because there are things like. You know, what outfit are you wearing? Will that allow you to get access to a special place where you may find a moon? Or, hey, you have to find these seeds in Testarossa right. to then bring them back to these three particular potted plants, and then there may be something there. Right. There's just a lot of incentive to explore, and I feel like Breath of the Wild taps into that a bit with Korok seeds. Especially with the Korok stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, but it doesn't feel as rewarding because yeah. there's 900 of them, and... I don't know that it translates to the same yep. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this game, uh, my, in my play experience, I kind of like, I picked, I was like, oh, there's got to be a moon in this building, so I'm going to go for it. And then it was almost like Homer Simpson seeing that dog wa- walk by and go like, that dog has a puppy tail. tail. Like, yeah. like, oh my God, look at that manhole cover. And then yep. you throw your hat at the manhole cover and you find something else, right? Yeah. Like, um, there were just so many little things to do. What struck me was that um, it departed from Sunshine and Mario 64 is kind of like very... Um, very obvious objectives like take down a boss, slide yeah. down this thing, collect uh, you know ten coins. It departed from that to give you more kind of story based missions. Like you know you can talk to a guy in a suit and he'll tell you I need a I'm I need a scooter or you know like they'll tell you something that you need. So then you move on and in the back of your head you had like oh that one guy wanted a scooter <laughs> this guy wants a cab and you walk around and you pursue another objective and then you spot something you're like oh i remember it so it has all this kind of multi-threading in it which yeah, i think is I really think, cool i think that 
as we play more and see more of this game, there's going to be more and more lines drawn between this and Breath of the Wild because yeah. I did get a very similar feel to the way that like Breath of the Wild side quests work. Like that's how you're doing a lot of the quests in this game as well. Like you're talking to people in the world that are like, uh, it sure would be cool if I could get this thing. And you're like, okay, I, I've seen one of those somewhere else. I can go and find that now. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. like the, the things to look forward to most are sort of like how diverse does this world get, right? How weird does it get? You know, well, we, we saw like, it's like fake Mexico and fake New York and stuff yes. like that. But eventually there are these like sort of weird or abstract. Yeah, yeah. Like candy coated. Like that polygon world that, that we one, saw. Yeah, like that that's really the one cool. that has me the most like, ooh, they're going to go very strange with yeah. this and I'm excited for that. I would be willing to bet there is an amazing retro reference that none of us yeah. are even expecting mm-hmm. as one of those kingdoms. And that'll be that thing that everyone talks about like, when this game comes Like out. the Van Gogh level before, you know, New Super or, or, Mario Brothers. Like right. the, yeah. Well, see, that yeah. was more, uh, the, art-wise, that was more uh, unique. Well, but I mean, like, out. more uh, an abstract or a callback to, like, 64 or oh, Sunshine specifically. Yeah. Well, we, Galaxy, we asked Bill about uh, that, right? We did, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Bill was like, well, you're just going to have to th- wait and see. You're going to have yeah. to wait and see. Galaxy, I believe it was a I'll Galaxy. I'll find out. I won't tell you. <laughs> Galaxy 2 had a couple of stages where you ran along the backs or the sort of face of like a giant 8-bit sprite versions of yeah. Mario and Luigi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, right. the blocks changed shapes and rotated and stuff like that. They did that a little in 3D World too yeah, where yeah. there was like uh, sort of homages. There were even Zelda homages in it. Remember there was like puzzle solving at one point. Yep. You got to use like a fire flower to specifically turn on these torches. Yep. Although I didn't see that in this game, I still think that they'll, they will have those unique little call outs in there because they know people eat that up. They yeah. love it. They and love that's it. always been that's always been part of Nintendo's MO yeah. in a lot of their first party games is hiding those little things, those little nods for fans to find. I think yeah. the 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 like the references we've seen just through the costumes and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. mean when you collect yeah. coins you bring them to that hat store, you can trade them in for new costumes and hats. One of them we saw was like the the yellow Mario Maker helmet with yeah. the red yeah. you know like the yellow and red costume. Um I, I I wonder how deep those references go. Like just to see how far into like there's stuff from like Super Mario Land two where he gets bunny ears. Like, right. Sure, mm-hmm. give me those. You know, yeah. like there's that spacesuit from Mario two that like you know precedes Galaxy in in every way. Like no, but talking about the suits, I mean he dresses up. There's the uh, golf open Mario outfit in there. There is the uh, Mario yeah. Maker yeah. hard hat in yeah, there. Yeah. Like there's the there's sombreros Mario in a sombrero and poncho, which like, is from so uh, the game Kicks Q I X, which is like a Game Boy puzzle game where you I have remember to, that thing. You have to move lines, and for some odd reason when you beat like three or four levels in a row they're like here's mario in mexico yeah. <laughs> anyway back to the game that has everyone needs to a vacation brian i mean that's what has me most excited about this game we saw basically we got to play two levels mm-hmm. and in that yeah. level already you got to experience like flight with a bullet bill like just on a kind of lateral plane then you got this weird cactus fruit thing that could sprout really long legs then you did the moai statue and you realize wait a second <coughs> this this thing actually has a power that to reveal hidden blocks and like just starting to think like what's yeah. in this Endless game what's in all yeah. these other and worlds is, you know yeah. as we said with the in the Bill Trinan episode this is the kind of game people are going to be pulling apart for for decades yeah. they're going to be I mean there's Mario 64 speed runs that went up a week ago that are like sure. faster yep. than they've ever been and they're yeah. like glitching through Bowser's chair and all of a sudden like oh hey I'm here I have zero stars I'm ready to kill you and, and this one you but, don't take fall damage either so it just encourages like, yeah there's very I, like it's courageous jumps I think it was right? Ryan McCaffrey climbed to the very top of New Donk City and then just jumped off yeah. and just lands and he's just like oh hey everyone it's me Mario and everyone on the streets like oh god yeah he goes for a yeah. second and um, it is fascinating too when you think about that each individual kingdom 
is a contained space. Yeah. And we're not talking about the level of freedom like a Breath of the Wild, right. for example. They're using smaller real estate to do a lot of things, and we're still having trouble finding it all, which I think is fascinating. Yeah, and that was the most interesting thing to me, like playing New Donk City in the first moments that I kind of picked up the controller and was getting used to the feel of everything. I was sort of a little taken aback at how, one, like... The game feels a lot slower than other Mario games. I think that it's sort of to encourage that sort of exploration, to take your time and see things. Um, but two, the variety within the level itself. Because when you're running around on the ground in that initial like New Donk City area, it feels like a very different sort of Mario game. You're talking to people, you're exploring like... Uh, tunnels and things like that but the one of the objectives that i had was to find something on a roof and so like figuring out how to get up higher in the level and then all of a sudden i was running across moving platforms there was construction zones that i was bouncing from blocks to block and like then i was like oh yeah this feels like the more traditional mario that i'm used to seeing in the 3d space and they put a lot of effort too into like movement because he has a lot of ways to get around i mean he can roll up into a little ball like sonic style all of a sudden which kind of blew my mind also also when he talks to normal people like in sonic adventure (laughs) yeah there's that too i'm still kind of i find myself fixated on the idea that he puts his hands out straight like he's been doing in 2D games for years, but for whatever reason, the 3D games never had that animation in it. And I almost wonder, is there flight to this that we don't know about? Like, why that hand signal? Right. It is just a very distinct thing to me that stood out from Super Mario Brothers 3 and Super Mario World, um, and even the... Uh, the more recent, like, new Super Mario Brothers series that had the power-ups that you remember, or... Uh, it just surprised me to see it there. Like, mm-hmm. it just momentarily it shows up and then he puts it down. I'm like, is there a greater purpose for this or is it just yeah, a call yeah. out? I'm really know? interested to see how, how sort of grand a lot of these play spaces get to be. Cause if you look at something like Galaxy, you had these medium to large size worlds, but it was mostly a bunch of tinier areas that connected together to, to create a bigger system. Um, and then 3D World, obviously, every every level in that game was roughly around the same size, or at least felt like it. Yeah. And I adored 3D World, right? Yeah. Like, and I sure, adore Galaxy, sure. but it's cool to see something that's back to, you know, like the first time I stepped on a bob battfield in Mario 64, uh, you'll you'll play it one of these days. I, of course I, I've I, I know, those I know. games. Oh, that was a joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. um, Goodness. <laughs> yeah. Because in the comments, they're already it to you. Um, yeah, it was like the kind of thing where you're like, okay, well, these I'm fighting enemies that are six times bigger than me, yeah. and I can see the top of a mountain, but I don't know how to get to it. Right. And there's a floating island in the sky, and like, so I'm really interested in all the, the way all that works because with that game, you would you would set up a star, and in that star, it would be like, well, only on star three are there cannons that can fire you over there. Mm. But when you remove all that, um, you just have this massive playground. So I'm really interested in sort of yeah. Well, what is how that? Due to level design, like yeah. that—that's the thing that kind of has me kind of questioning. Because you know, with Galaxy especially, I thought we've entered this this period where you saw some of the best level design work oh, unbelievable, seen yeah. from Nintendo. I mean, granted. Mario 64 and Sunshine had yeah. their level design, but it felt like the emphasis was a bit stronger in Galaxy series only because the level was all you had. Like there wasn't a giant hub or the playground style mentality to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you. I mean, like yeah. for me, the style is back to my favorite type of Mario game. Sure. I, I yeah. love that, that exploratory. And like yeah. Sunshine was a was a great game. It had some technical challenges, but it had some really kind of clever level designs. Out there, I really love Sunshine. Yeah. Um, the thing I didn't like about Sunshine was that you were locked into this this island world with I, I think pretty lame characters overall. Oh yeah, those guys and are like, terrible. You lacked that wonderful variety. 
fight to be had in Super Mario World. And like yeah. this one, the people I mean, first, out. This, yeah. this new game, first of all, like nothing looks like any Mario game before. It looks almost Sega-like, you know, like the city looks like out of crazy taxi. I think like, like Zach nailed it with the, with the Sonic Adventure reference. Yeah. Sort of yeah. just like, well, I think just the weird interaction of a cartoon character and humans, it's, human men. It's weird. Yeah. It's but you exotic. also know they're going to turn it land and whatever. Like, you know, there's right. crazier worlds there. And you know, I hope there's some <laughs> throwbacks to like classic, classic Mario worlds as well. Like, you know, remember like when, when, uh, the, the levels where you like small and big, right. and, like the world changes around you. They had so many good ideas. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess the last thing I want to point out is that before we move on to the Metroids, cause we really need to talk about those, um, is that this cappy mechanic, this capture mechanic really solves an interesting thing though that affected, I think, Galaxy and even to some extent Sunshine and N64. And it was that, there was no power-up game or very reduced role of a power-up game to the way that game, those games yeah. worked. You didn't have like your Fire Flowers or your traditional 2D stuff because on a 3D plane it had to work a little differently. And in a 3D plane, Mario had to be pretty much balanced to be good all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. But now you have this idea that, well, I can possess whatever power I want. So if you have a hammer bro, you just throw your hat at him, and now you're throwing hammers, and you yeah. use that to solve something. I, I think it runs into the same sort of limitations that Galaxy had, whereas, you know, in Galaxy, it was like, you get the B, you get the B suit, uh, but we have to make you go through water, and then you'll lose it. You know, or you get this thing, and then we're going to take it away from you. And I think this, um, you turn into a bullet bill for a little bit, but depending on certain criteria or certain areas, like you start flashing and that goes away and you're back to Mario. Right. So I am interested to see if there's any sort of, like, lo- kind of long-term unlockables. Like, if you do get a repertoire of different costumes that you can switch into and just be like, I always have the hammer suit now, or I always have this, or, like, to, to see how cosmetic those things are and yeah. are Or if not, if this the utility is done in the right yeah. way, where every time you possess something, there is something nearby or in that level that yeah, can be that can, yeah. unlocked Bring or it found. Because yeah. exactly. you, you could get the cat suit in 3D World and carry it for the whole level. You could yep. get the Tanuki suit in 3D Land and carry it for the whole level. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how that works. I I think that's kind of and even like the new super mario brothers games not only did you carry the power-ups for the whole level but you kind of had to sometimes like you would beat an entire level as mini mario go back three worlds go to the fourth stage and right. then find a tunnel that you could only access as many mm-hmm. so it yeah. kind of uh inspired you to, to play in a very strategic way that made you not lose things rather than the game being designed in a way that would take it from you so yeah I'm, i mean i'm, I'm crazy <laughs> excited for it yeah, anyway. totally yeah. All right, so then, uh, along with our excitement, uh, for that game is that we got not one, but two Metro games. So are we responsible for this? Can we just take, can we take credit? Is that, is that possible? I don't think wearing a t-shirt every other week is going to really like bring it back. Hey, we said it every episode. We made a Metroid reference. No, we're not responsible. We were were not the only people on the planet to constantly say that. We were loud. Like Smash Brothers had Samus in it, and she's a uh, an incredibly popular character. Smash Brothers had two Samuses in it, yeah. right? Like, it was only a matter of time, but it seemed like Japan just wasn't focused on it. And so, I mean, I'd like to imagine that NOA had a big role in saying, hey, we got to get going on this. But I also think Nintendo looked at the lineup of this machine and said, well, we don't have Battlefront 2. We need a first-person shooter. First-person shooters are the top-selling genre in the world of console gaming. And I think that's where they said Metroid Prime has to come back. Not just Metroid, Metroid, Metroid Prime. Prime. Right, yeah. And then, I mean, the Mercury Steam thing, which they revealed later. They didn't even reveal um, during the E3 oh, spotlight. The spotlight was only an, about Switch. An extra, um, an extra reveal. Um, I mean, I, 
I was just so happy to see that they hadn't forgotten about the 2D game. We've been saying for years now. How cool is that? It was like, oh, if you couldn't develop a 2D Metroid internally, throw it to a team that can. Um, And, you know, we all had different picks. My my pick for years was Yacht Club, you know, the Shovel Knight guys. But uh, to see this go to a team that uh, originally when we were like, oh, they made Castlevania for 3DS, which was, you know, whatever. Specifically Mirror of Fate, too. Yeah. Yeah, And it wasn't received very well. Right. And then looking at the way this is coming together, my fears were immediately thrown out the window. I mean, you have that whole, there's that thing where you're like, oh my God, there's a new Metroid game. Oh my God, there's two new Metroid games. Okay, wait, one of them's for 3DS. Oh, it's being made by these guys. Oh, wait, but people are telling me it's awesome. And then people are playing it that we work with. And yeah, I I mean, it seems, the timing seems weird for a 3DS game. But it's also there's 60 million of those out there, so like why not? I can't think of a better swan song for the 3DS if that's what this is than uh, than a traditional 2D Metroid game. Yeah, I feel like if you sold your 3DS to get a Switch, like I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean buy buy a dirt cheap 2DS, you know. Yeah, the 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 selection of Mercury scene. I mean, I think it it makes sense if you look at what those guys have done. Right, Mm -hmm. they they have worked on. 2D games with polygonal characters and stuff. I don't want to hold Castlevania against them. Like, it certainly wasn't a bad game, right? There are lots of people who did like the 3DS game. Um, and, uh, I also, you know, this is not a dig at Konami, but I think Nintendo takes the approach of saying, you're going to have to take time to get this right. And if it's not right, we're going to delay it, right? They have always been very open to taking their biggest game of the year and saying, oh, sorry, sorry now it's next, next year, year yeah, right? right? And so I have a lot of confidence. When I first saw the footage running, I was like, oh, Metro- Samus looks really like skinny and like it looked really stiff. But then when you like play it and you like see it a little bit more, it actually all looks really good. Yeah. Like, and Blown up on a big screen, 3DS games never look that That's great. True. Yeah. But on the small screen, it's it's pretty. And, and it's, did you, it's fluid, yeah. runs great. Did you get a chance to play it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Sam Claiborne played it as well, and yeah. he said that it he, like the biggest accommodation that he could give it. I said, "How is it?" And he goes, "Feels like Metroid." Yeah, yeah. yeah. He awesome. said, it feels great. Like uh, it seems uh, fast and arcadey. I, you know, I I played the original as a kid, which is like bizarre because it's a, such a strange game. Yeah, yeah. To, a lot of to, games yeah, yeah. To, to do a remake, to choose to do a remake of the second Metroid game, especially like in an era after AM2. Mm-hmm. You know, this sort of unsanctioned. Uh, unqualified uh fan remake right, and then you've right. got this they're like no 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 we'll take that we'll do it ourselves we'll yeah, do yeah. it better maybe uh, i don't know i mean zero mission but, um and this is like controversial but zero mission's probably my favorite 2d metroid zero mission good one. rules it's, great game. Yeah. it's up yeah. there i really really like it's it it's definitely um, up there you know and that's no that's no shot at super metroid which is phenomenal but zero mission is no, like it's no charge shot at super uh, metroid. Uh, i knew he was go. gonna say um i do want to focus a little on the mechanics of simus returns right one of the things that i thought was really smart that they focused on in the presentation was showing that Samus has a counter. Yeah, that counter is awesome. In every video game, you are at the mercy of when they get too close because what do you have to do? Create space to shoot back yep. at them. Yep. And this completely fixes that issue of, okay, they come in, whap, smack them into yep. the air, yep. turn them around, expose a weakness. And it even seems like... um the cutscene driven, there's, there's cutscene elements in the boss fights. Because mm-hmm. if you watch some of the boss fights they had, um, like there was one that... I forgot what they call the creature, but it basically looked like an alien xenomorph. Okay. I don't remember the name of it, though, uh, but you saw it uh, during the demonstration. Uh, they showed it later on. And 
the the mechanics used in that fight where you have to kind of soften it up and then go for the counter at a very specific moment and then like grab it by the tail at one point like you're firing at its gut and then grabbing it by the tail to like whip around it and i'm just there like holy cow like are you pressing buttons the entire time yeah and if so that is very cool because that almost is very i mean not production wise similar but gameplay wise similar to uncharted uncharted has this great rule that no cutscene should be cooler than something you do in gameplay. In yeah. fact, gameplay should be the coolest thing you do, and cutscenes yeah. are exposition. I mean, and it's like we've never described, or not in a very long time, have described sort of 2D Metroid games. I mean, we haven't had to describe them at all because there haven't been any. But <laughs> as like something we would call cinematic. You know, yeah. I mean, there, there are obviously, there are cinematics in the, in Super Metroid, and we got some story stuff in, uh, Fusion, which we, mostly didn't really want right Mm -hmm. um and zero mission was a remake with some you know some still images and stuff but this has like full-on camera panning like this is and that's why it answers your question immediately of like why isn't this like pixel art why isn't this sprite based and it's like well because you can't do anything that dynamic and it's it's taking a great lesson from other m of all places which did that incredibly well yeah you know like you would have boss fights you would have cinematic moments in other m where the camera would spin around and make you feel badass yeah Yeah. this is doing that in a handheld now it's an unpopular opinion one i've said here before but there's parts of other m that i really love me too and seeing the similarities in uh samus returns to some of the stuff that I dug from Other M. Yep. Got me really excited but for it. So. But it's fixed. I mean, uh, Samus Returns is fixed 2D. Correct. Right? Like the the kind of angled things, like it seems to be only special sequences. Yeah, you're not, you're not like running toward yeah. the camera it's or not running Crash Bandicoot or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, but uh, no, I mean, just kind of comparing it to the Game Boy game, obviously, you know, there are the moments where Samus is really big on screen just like in the, in the Game Boy game. Right. But then they're all the, uh, I mean, you see the spider ball mechanic returning, but you see all these other things. Like she couldn't pull herself up to ledges in the Game Boy one, right? No, that yeah. started with fusion so, and this yeah. kind so they of stuff. added, you know, yeah. like it's really a greatest hits of moves from all the different versions. Mario pulls himself up on ledges in Odyssey. This is a good year for that, I guess. Over yeah. Nintendo. Um, Assassin's Creed age. Yeah, I will say. Oh, well, didn't Mario do that in '64? I, I might be bugging. Um, I don't think so. Not yeah, like I know. I'm I'm pretty sure, but I it doesn't matter. I think the more important thing is it is still fun that they are making sure that these mechanics and these things sort yeah. of carry over yeah. and specifically with, with metroid like i i downloaded the trailer on 3ds just to see it in 3d and i was like this looks I really good yeah, yeah i gotta do that yeah, too. this That's looks a good point. very good uh if you haven't downloaded it already if you still own your 3ds i think uh just pause the show go check it it's, out uh it's grab that it hey, cool. demo then, while you're there yeah the well in uk not in us yet the um july What's in going? july we get it but the yeah. metroid prime <laughs> reveal i mean the the re- reveal of Metro Prime Four. It was a it was a logo, right? Mm, yeah. It was a it was a Photoshop logo, right? Like, yeah. You know, or After Effect it or whatever, right? What but, it was, right? Like but it was, painting? but it was the it was the Metroid Prime Three Metroid logo. I'm glad you said with it. a four, yeah. Shift Prime shifted yeah. over with an odd looking, uh, you know, Resident Evil Giraffe Four on the side. Yeah. Um, but it still got me super excited because it was basically Nintendo saying, "Okay, we hear you guys asking for this." Yes, it is coming. And not just Metroid is coming, Prime, Prime is, is coming. coming. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And so like to me it was a really effective reveal because 
it was more than just Metroid tentative. It was actually Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. And it, this was a great celebration of the fact that we've been wanting something like this for a, a 10 years now, obviously, a sequel to Metroid Prime 3. But it's also like we've seen Metroid stuff in Nintendo games for so long that it's like, it's such a tease. It's yeah. such a tease, right? Yeah. Like you got, you got, you got, like there was a level in Nintendo Land. There's stuff in Animal Crossing. There's stuff in, like, there's references in pretty much every game. There were Amiibo. Like they, they made merchandise. You know, yeah. in the last few years that I bought like little Samus's to put on my desk and oh, there's, there's no new game. And then now we're, there's two at the same time. And it's it was done so perfectly because you couldn't it shut everybody up. Basically, yeah, you couldn't have anybody being like, I prefer it in 2D. Well, here it is. I like the prime ones. Well, they're making that, too. I well pinball. <laughs> yeah, it could also like, be a smart play because with, with 2DS and putting it out on 3DS, if that is in fact the intended for a younger audience, which I'm not sure, but so far the marketing seems to say that uh, you're int- reintroducing these kids to or introducing them to a series that yeah. is one of your best. And then in two, three, what, what, how many years it takes for Metroid Prime 4 to, to resurface. They'll have the attachment. It'll be a completely different game, though. Sure. Right. Uh, let's see how that happens. But, but I mean, look at look at good. those of us that grew up on Super Metroid and how quickly we adapted to Metroid Prime. Oh no, we did. You know and it mean? was so exciting. I mean, yeah. I remember hearing about seeing like trailers for Prime and and hearing that it was going to be this first person shooter and being like, "That's not Metroid." And then an hour into that game, you know, the only sentiment that you could possibly have is like, "Yes, this is absolutely." Oh Metroid yeah. Game. I well, mean, no, I and it's just like, like the first uh, time the visor comes down and you yeah. see the fog build up. You're yeah. like, "Oh, uh, I am the same." Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's a lot like uh, the. 3D, 2D separation between the Mario games, but instead yeah. of, uh, it's much different perspective, right? Like yeah. one is very much more intense and in there versus the other that's removed. Also, so children yeah. all over the world have tons of training, training from Metroid Prime Federation Force. True. Was, that's true. And last year. We, by the way, we have enough buttons for all the visor stuff and everything. The 3DS just wasn't, or the DS wasn't really made for a 3D. No, computer, yeah. Right? yeah I I maybe the, right, right. You know, This the is going to work just fine. Play. Yeah. Uh, uh, can I just one. say that I don't think that I've ever seen the IGN War Room go through such a range of emotions at E3 during uh, uh, any sort of trailer as yeah. as I saw during the Metroid Prime 4 reveal, which is only, what, like 30 seconds or something? Yeah. Yeah. But there's the dark screen, and everybody's kind of like, oh, I wonder what this is going to be. And then like the sounds kind of start up, yeah. and there's this like cautious optimism, and people are like... I don't think that's what that is, but this could be it. And then as soon as the, the four popped up, people just started losing their minds yeah. and was like standing up and clapping and cheering. It was it's great. It's so yeah. funny to just see a bunch of like a grown adult it's, start screaming at a number. Yeah. So, <laughs> four. I love four. The fourth thing that I love. So was, I was at the, I was at the pre-event. There was a Q and A around Mario and everything. And they, they obviously they showed us the presentation. Yeah. And, you knew. Um, and, uh, yeah, we had to keep it quiet, of course, but, um, but like when the when the when the fog came in, it went. Yeah, yeah, that noise. Yeah. Like I was like, I just turned around and there were like a lot of grinning Nintendo people in the back, yeah. and uh, still most people in the room had no idea what it was. I was really? so surprised. Yeah, like when the blue fo- fog starts making an S, I'm like, oh, you bastards. Yeah, I don't I don't watch a lot of like um like sort of reaction culture videos on YouTube, but there was one that was going around the other day that was just like 25 minutes of the hardcore Nintendo fans losing it to mm-hmm. that, yeah. that number coming. In. I mean, and it's infectious. Did you see the video of the at Nintendo World Store in New York City? Yeah, yeah. it's just like yeah. over the shoulders, and they're just like, it's it's 
it's so awesome to see that. You well, know? It's just our so buddy, cool. uh, <laughs> our buddy Tim Gettys damn near did a backflip. Oh, yeah, during his, yeah, during that reveal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just fantastic, right? Like, yeah. it's just, it's just so cool to see this franchise return. Um, it's been long enough. We like, I mean, we we covered like Assassin's Creed at E3, which is a franchise that's taking two years off, and everybody's excited about it coming back. And it's yeah. like, hey, how about ten years? Yeah, like, what does that look like? I, I like, I, I don't like the annual approach like Me i neither. feel like you know especially with these big games i also want time to like breathe after i finish them i, I don't want to play another witcher game you know this year i, I, I want some time to pass and like mm-hmm. th- i don't want as much time to pass as with metroid because we've gone through that period before like n64 we're like where is the follow-up to to the metroid franchise and it took took forever to come back and uh, hopefully this is now like Fire Emblem where Nintendo says this is one of our staple franchises. We're going to renew it every two years. Yeah. Every three years you're going to get mean, one. I mean, hopefully it's not like Fire Emblem though because I feel like they're, they're just cranking out Fire yeah, Emblem yeah. all the time. Yeah. There, there are a lot of them now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's an interesting franchise because sales-wise uh, it hasn't really moved the needle in a very long time. I mean, you have a couple, right. of, you have a couple of Prime games I think have, have crossed a million. Yeah. But in, in all in all, I mean, it sells, in general it sells better than something like F-Zero. But all in all, like you know this is it feels special that this is happening because it's not really a guaranteed bet but no things are going so well with switch and the the 3ds has such a strong and stable you know big audience and user base there that like it's good to see these things come back and i hope um i hope that people support them i think what you ran into is like i mean that's the kind of the family audience problem right like the wii a metro game was really not at home on the wii right it was a, it was a good I, game I and it demonstrated it was great. No, no, but yeah. it demonstrated the controls, the welding stuff was yeah. awesome, but it wasn't as, as at home as far as the audience. Went. Right, people didn't run out to buy this game. Yeah, that's sort of it was hard like Mario, yeah. Mario Kart, Wii Sports, all of these games sold really, really well. Metroid struggled on that machine, and I think with the Switch, I do think the Switch is bringing a lot of lapsed Nintendo fans back into mm-hmm. the fold. Yeah, Breath of the Wild is is a game you can't ignore. Yeah, you know, as a as a player who played a Zelda game back in the sixteen or eighteen bit days, and Century. you see this, you're like, you're gonna come back, right? <laughs> Sorry, mm-hmm. I had to say something. Huh? <laughs> that was 16th century, is what 16th I said. Sixteenth century, yeah. 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 It's a very uh, old company. Yeah, <laughs> one thing years. that we haven't touched on: uh, not retro. Oh yeah, game. that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Interested to see what they're working on. Yeah, where? What are they doing? If not Metroid Prime Four, like, what's their deal? Yeah, right? that's what wrong. are you doing? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, obviously, it's. I was surprised that a retro game didn't show, um, wasn't shown this year yeah. at E3 because they have been silent for a while. And we haven't seen anything. Of course, they've been working on stuff. You know, I, I, on the one hand, I'm sad that retro doesn't get to, you know, be the probably not right, be the main developer on on this game. We don't know if they're helping with anything, if they're consulting, or if you know Michael Kelbaugh, anybody from that side is actually helping out with this project. We have no idea. Um, but we know they're working on something. And I think that's pretty exciting that either they're getting to tackle an existing other Nintendo franchise or they're doing something completely new that we haven't seen. So yeah. I'm I'm cool with that. So then the question remains, yeah. Come on. who's making Metroid? Who's making Metroid? Well, they said it was a new team. That's right. That can mean really a newly assembled team or it can be a new team from the teams that have done it before. Right. Mm-hmm. It or could, a new team that's never done it before. I mean, new team could also mean like, oh yeah, the Smash Brothers Namco team is working on it. Like, we yeah. just don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of like fresh young energy at Nintendo right now, aside from Jose, but there's a yeah. good... Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's a good, there's a good, I mean, you have people making Splatoon, you have people making arms, yep. right? There's a, that, that got you. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, oh yeah, that's all right. He's, he's feeling his age right now. Uh, oh, it doesn't matter. There's a, you know, there's, there's a new school, right? And like you look at, you look at, you look at E3 and it's, it's really, I think it's more and more about the new voices and stuff like that coming in and creating new ideas. Yeah. I'm no spring chicken. I can smell, I can smell my own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no spring chicken. All right. Uh, let's, uh, hey, Jose, why, why don't you, um, why don't you find out who's making that game? Just oh, sure. Yeah. Let's know. yeah. Oh, Sign uh, off in the comments below. Yeah. yeah they'll love yeah. that. Yeah. Have good luck with that. Uh, so, uh, next segment, let's talk about, uh, grading Nintendo's performance at E3 2017. So we're looking mm. at the whole package here. You have the E3 spotlight which mostly focused on Switch. You have Treehouse Lives, which focused on a lot of stuff, if you think about it. And then you even have the Invitationals, which hopefully you guys have caught up with. I've, I've seen a few, so I could talk a little bit to those. Um, but as a whole, you know, we've got announcements, right? We've got, or we've got trailers for like Xenoblade, and they showed Kirby for the first time. You got a Pokemon tournament reminder along with, hey, we're making a new Pokemon RPG. You got Metroid Prime 4, Fire Emblem Warriors, a Zelda sort of section that was all about the DLC pack is coming. That was cool. Uh, the yeah. name of the second uh, pack, which apparently I think is being called the Champions Ballad. Mm-hmm. Um, new Amiibo for each of the champions. Um, and uh, the Skyrim Zelda reminder. Yeah, we yeah. missed the Zelda, by the way, like the, the, the Metroid, like squishy. Oh, man, that, that if you're listening frustrated, apologies for that. These guys were going on long enough about Samus Returns. I didn't. I thought about bringing it up, and I was like, let me just let them finish. Oh, you know I was excited about that one. Already <laughs> pre-ordered. Immediately, really? yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so it? then, oh, that's yeah. September, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah. so crazy. So, that's so, awesome. so crazy. Yeah, that's no, awesome. I think uh, someone from Nintendo, Tokotaku, that game's done. They're just in polish state at this point. That's so right awesome. Great news. Um, that's a long polish time. Yeah. So Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle was shown. Rocket League uh, with Nintendo branded content and crossplay, and Super Mario Odyssey. So that's just the spotlight as a whole. But yep. how did they do? Give me the quick version, your quick reaction, your gut reaction. One sentence. Who wants to go first? And then you can expand on that. Uh, I would say A minus. Um, I, oh. I thought they had a fantastic showing across everything. I think that the pacing of it was a little weird. Like I would have loved to see that Metroid announcement folded into uh, the Metroid Prime Four announcement, and I would have loved to see oh, the, the Samus Returns yeah, one Sorry. and the Breath of the Wild Link tunic in Skyrim thing folded into their conference and not Bethesda's. Like mm. there was just, and I would have liked to see. Obviously, I'm, I always say this, but more third party stuff. But you know, I think <laughs> Rocket League's a good start. You know, finding yeah. out more about Skyrim is good. Uh, I just want more and more of that and that's on on them as much as it is everybody else to pay attention and see that this thing's doing well that was oh, more than one I'm surprised at you high rating I mean I, I want to clarify I, I, lo- I loved what I saw of of uh, Mario I love the reveals of the Metroid games if I had to grade the spotlight itself I'd give it a C plus and that's because I thought the pacing of it was really odd it like started with Xenoblade and it did not yeah. look that great yeah, it looked very Xenoblade? flat and not unpolished and like I don't think the I don't I don't think the it was mounted the right way. Had they taken the reveal of the 3DS Metroid game, which happened afterwards, and had built this into the into the spotlight, and I know they wanted to focus on Switch, but they could have had a moment where they said, hey, 3DS owners, we haven't forgotten about you, and then rolled into Metroid. I think they would have had all these emotional highs. I think they could have constructed it better. So, But as an overall showing, it was really successful, and I liked it a lot better. What would you give it then? Yeah, I would give it definitely a B-plus overall. The The thing I didn't like was that I, I looked at the showing and I said, crap, the third parties are still not there. Yeah. We've, we've demonstrated, Nintendo has demonstrated that this machine is good and people want it. And E3 
gave us again FIFA and basically didn't give us a lot of it. It's an older That's version true. of FIFA yeah. being po- ported. I thought the Rabbits moment in the Ubisoft conference, my favorite conference at the yeah. show, Ubisoft had so much heart. That was really good. And the Rocket League thing was a good third And then party, Rocket yeah. League was awesome. The Skyrim thing was awesome, but the third party's not Minecraft showing up. Minecraft Better Together update. What about that? It's you got to cool. switch in it's a cool, Microsoft but that, but that, that was, was That was yeah. in the Microsoft concert. Yeah. But like, I, I, I thought for sure they would give people confidence that the third parties are not staying away and they understand that this is a different machine from the Xbox and PS4 and so you would see support more support from you know from from Sega and EA and Ubisoft soft and everything there just wasn't that much well in a way out it doesn't help that a way out looks like a switch game like in, in terms yeah. of it is a two player driven yep. adventure where you would imagine just popping off the Joy-Con and doing those assignments yeah. Yeah. between two and, people and I want to be clear I don't want I don't want games to be designed for this machine that have a hard time running on it or something you know, like a game like a, you know, an Assassin's Creed where you have to downspec it. Like, I, I was hoping that Nintendo and third parties would come to terms in figuring out what's unique about this machine and what games you should bring. Now, yeah. there are lots of cool indie games coming. I thought the Rocket League announcement was fantastic. That is, it's a game we've asked for. That was, by the way, one of my E3 predictions. I think the one I got right. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. But, um, but there, you know, like I wanted more of kind of like this is the future of Switch. Here's this year, which I'm excited about with Splatoon and Mario. It's so cool. And here's what next year is going to look like with the help from our friends. I didn't quite get that, and that's why I was a little down. That, that was Paris one sentence. Yeah, I was going to say that's a, that um, was quite a sentence. Yeah, sorry. so I, I will say German German sentence. I will say to your point about um, the weird pacing and, and 3ds being left out of uh, the spotlight. Uh, keep in mind. This is Nintendo's first E3 with the Switch officially announced, yep. right? Last year we saw a lot of Breath of the Wild, but that was in the days when it was still the Nintendo NX and we had no idea what this system was. Yep. So I totally understand them uh, dedicating their entire spotlight just to the Switch to make that a, a singular entity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I also give them a B plus, uh, not necessarily for the same reasons. I think <laughs> having a game like Mario and Rabbids, um, which I loved, I was completely blown away by how mm-hmm. how into uh, that game I was. Mm-hmm. And like full disclosure when that game leaked I was like that is the dumbest idea yep. and then seeing it on Ubisoft stage seeing the support of Miyamoto behind it I was like okay this has the potential to be something very very cool and just that that vote of confidence from a publisher a developer like Ubisoft alone to me signals like okay maybe more third parties will see this and jump on board which yep. I think is great the B plus for me comes from the idea that Nintendo has set up such an awesome year um, through the end of this year with uh, uh, Splatoon uh, Splatoon 2 uh, Metroid Samus Returns um, uh, Mario Odyssey right mm-hmm. and then next year we're getting things like Yoshi Kirby uh, mm-hmm. already they've said 2018 that's coming out that's great but I think it was a huge miss to announce a Pokemon RPG, which people have been clamoring, clamoring for for decades, and to announce a game like Metroid Pride 4 and be like, it's coming, it's you, in you development, so, so- it's coming soon. Like, I think it's smart to let put it on people's radar, mm. but I also think it's one of those things where it's like, okay, but what happens if, like you're saying, it doesn't meet the Nintendo yeah. level of polish and it gets delayed four or five years? Like, yeah. who- Well, I think you're allowed that trick uh, as a as a as a publisher. Once every three or four E3. When you have a new platform, right? right? I think, yeah, and I think you can do it, you can do it, like if, if, so if, if, if Nintendo came in every single year and they did that and, no, and never really materialized, which some of the other guys are starting to get flack for, um, I would think that's a problem. But they yeah. predominantly focus on stuff that you'll be playing within the sec- next six months or a year. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird show because it's, um, 
the this is a very different and we'll talk about the Wii U era in a minute because that's when we made a lot of NVCs, but this is a very different era mm-hmm. than that, right? Like this is an era where we're coming off fresh off of Mario Kart, Zelda, Arms, Splatoon's coming out. Um there's a ton of cool indies coming every single week. The system's selling really well. It's not I feel like the pressure's not like you don't need to get an A plus when you've got co- pretty good grades all yeah. year. Right? Yeah. You've got Overcooked yeah. on the way, you've yeah, got yeah. Kerbal on the way, you've no, got and, a lot of you know, games that people either recognize or are excited for yeah. on the way for the it's most part. They're just not from big, yeah. yeah, but they're just not from the EAs and the Wii U and, like, and other publishers. E3 had to save the Wii U. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it didn't year after year. You're like, this is going to be the one we're going to get everything. And they were like, no. To no, give you an sorry. example though, like if I had done the spot, like I don't, I don't mean to play like armchair producer because like Nintendo did a lot of stuff at E3. They did a lot well, like beautiful booth, awesome presentations, all that. When streams like, on streams. For me, on the spotlight streams. then should have been like, you guys want to play a lot of games on 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 the Switch. Here's what's coming, and then done every month, basically saying like this month you're playing this, this month you're playing that. Like done it like this to show you you don't have to worry about having that software drought. And then done the announcements like oh you have all these big questions uh, about will there ever be a real Pokemon RPG on this? Will there ever be a real Metroid on it? In what way? Right. And I love those logo and the Pokemon announcement because it answered that nagging question: Will the 3DS always be home to the real Pokemon game when we get like Stadium and stuff? And spinoffs, are we going to get the real deal? And they said, Game Freak is working on this. And that means it's the real deal. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that. I just felt like the, the way the presentation went, they could have really <laughs> nailed the emotion, emotional beats if they had played to like Reggie's strengths and just done a little bit better of a job at like storytelling. He did have that cool poem at the beginning though when he was on the yeah. beach. That was strange. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was an interesting presentation. I felt like they probably would have loved to have more time to prep for this. You know? Sure. They got a lot of irons in the fire. Like yeah. the Pokemon thing, like think about like other companies Render like they would do a big CG trailer. Well, that's and they spent like, like two months on it. No, they felt like no. Look at Shenmue. Like they didn't. Sometimes it's you just get a logo. Well, like, that's and it's not. That's, it's not yeah. great. But you're like I said, you're allowed to do that every three or four years. Like play, Sony came out and they're like Shenmue, and then like we got it's this. It's a kickstarted game. Yeah. It's a little different. But they didn't even Nintendo's, know if they were going to be able to make it. Nintendo's also been really good about showing even at like a spec tech demo you know what i mean like for that legend of zelda demo with the uh the giant spider from the wii u you know like even something like that that's just like here is a tone piece would have been sort of nice other than just like hey is that better though it's coming because for like five years i was like where's that game and then we never got it right like (laughs) even when uh yeah when uh twilight princess hd came out it didn't look like that no 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 so i don't know i don't know what's better seeing a logo or seeing a tone piece of something i mean the challenge is right is 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 there footage to show and it look obviously in both cases there was not footage to show we don't know and and nintendo doesn't really do target renders they don't do like big cg like trailers when they announce something it's usually this is what the game will look like. This is what we're confident. Uh, look at the Yoshi like. and Kirby uh, Yeah, or look this at year. the like, Breath of the Wild when they first showed it and we didn't know what it was yeah. subtitled. I, I we were there like, holy cow, like you, he just ran away from that thing. We don't know what its name is, but I mean, granted, whatever. The game came out. It didn't kick up a bridge and like corner mm-hmm. you. So you had to fight it there, but that still kind of sold the moment of what they were going for. And we were just there like, holy cow. Do you think a line of code was written on Metroid Prime or do you think it's like really, a single line of code? Do you think, no, do you I think, think they not, started I think coding? Not one. Oh, they're in the oh, really? planning phase. Oh, no, I think no, they're, I think they're, you think I they, think they're, they're working in pre-production. On it? Yeah? Yeah. I think they're super early, too. Yeah, I think they're super I, early, but I think they're they're playing with... I don't think they've even done a title I think, screen, I because think otherwise they would have used that. Holiday 2019 at the earliest. 
Like, yeah. I think you we're so what? far off. If you're off. working off the Prime template, though, it's not like you have to start over from True. scratch completely. Yeah. I feel like you did you did the title screen last. You know, think there'll the be first, you like, think there'll be a more like in a there? book. <laughs> yeah. You're right. The I, first I would page. say that the thing that stood out to be about Metroid Prime Four uh, being announced the way that it was is that um, if Samus Returns had been announced without a Prime Four, I think people would have been upset. Yeah, yeah I think I the sentiment would have been that's a really where is Metroid for Switch. More so than, no. I know you brought up the first person shooter genre thing, but I think to them it's more, we're announcing a Metro game for 3DS. Yeah. Is this the story? And I don't know that it is. I mean, this is just my, what, what's left of old journalist Jose kind of turning but, his ears. But imagine ears. if they had said, we haven't forgotten about the 3DS. It's going to see this and this and this okay and that. this little game. And then they would have ro- rolled the kind of like little Metroid Samus return trailer. And then at the end, they would have said, Oh, Switch. And then they would have shown the Metroid Prime 4 thing. Then people would have lost their mind. Well, they you know? created this like arbitrary rule where they're like, well, we're mostly focusing on uh, Switch software. And then they ended it and then ran into the the, the live show where they're like, we also have another Metroid game. Yep. So I think that, like, like like I said, I would have loved to see all that together because that yep. would have been, I mean, you probably would have killed a couple people with excitement. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know. but everything right. on its own was good. Like it's like the, the things were good. Xenoblade, I didn't think showed very well. Like I, yeah. I wasn't watching that going, mm. but I know Especially that those games opener. are good, so I'm excited to play it. Yeah. Know? All right. Well, uh, it sounds like we've said a ton on yeah. grading Nintendo's E3, so uh, let's move on then to, uh, you know, just sort of looking back. I mean, here we are, right? This is this is the end of my run, but the start of something fun <laughs> and exciting uh, in Pear's run. It's the end of the um, Otero era. Yeah, the Otero, the Otero, the era, Otero. Otero-able era is uh-huh. over. And, uh, I mean, we got to do some fun stuff. I still remember when the show started. I still remember my first week at IGN. I had this secret plot of, um, man, NBC, like, why is the Nintendo podcast not weekly? Yeah. And it bothered me. I was like, okay, uh, Podcast Beyond is weekly. Podcast Unlocked is weekly. NBC is whenever we feel like it. And for whatever reason, I guess they still come. And I was like, that's not a thing. So, yeah. uh, I remember, uh, I hijacked the show. I didn't ask for permission. I should say that. I, I'm probably getting myself in trouble right <laughs> no, now. No, that's good. But, uh, I grabbed, what are they Brian, gonna do, fire you? Yeah. I grabbed, yeah, I grabbed, I'm, my last days today. Uh, <laughs> I grabbed, uh, Marty, Andrew, and Brian, and we went into a room to talk about Earthbound, which is a game that I really cared about. And, uh, coincidentally, it was a game that I had just gotten to experience during the end of One Up. Um, and really like it, it a, just resonated. A crazy with game me. to play at the end of something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. No, but it, it really, and you know, and I, it, this was before it was sanctioned and like Nintendo yeah. was reissuing it. So we all know what I had to do. Um, but at the end of the day, like I was so happy to, to talk about it, right? Yeah. And to have that opportunity to just go, all right. This is what this is. Yeah, and I think there was something special about that because it felt like um, we were we were reflecting on something old, but also creating something new in the process of bringing that that voice of Nintendo back to IGN, which is like I grew up reading IGN because of that Nintendo coverage. You know, like I read Craig Harris's re- like IGN pocket reviews for uh-huh. Game Boy games. I think it's why I bought Link's Awakening, which went on to become Tyler's a two deck. Yeah. Is that how we talk? Too green. No, but you were still a little freaking four-letter word, swear-wording machine, and I remember uh, a couple of the choice jokes uh, that were on that. That's true. Um, But but you know, as as we uh, evaluated more what the show is, and some folks didn't like that we chose this, but you know, Nintendo's a family brand, and uh, some people who listen to this show have kids. They play this in the car, and I remember, you know, if we if we'd swear, if we'd curse, folks would uh, 
would definitely, oh man, what's so going on here? Here's the deal. What right? happened? You've been here forever, and you have never asked me on this show. I've never been on NBC. <laughs> oh my and I'm God. I'm kind of mad about that, that you're leaving, and I never had a chance to be on the show, so I thought, I'm just going to invite myself, and then... <laughs> I don't know. Everybody else heard too, and they thought, "Yeah, we've never been on NBC either with Jose, and this is our last chance." So we all wanted to come in. So don't don't, don't the, even pay attention to us. Show. We're just going to sit right here. You guys do what you do. Just pay no attention to us, ladies and gentlemen. Meet the, the new show. cast of NBC. <laughs> it's it's thirty people <laughs> and cookies apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're so sorry. Uh, yeah. For those of you, for those of you listening at home, uh, a whole bunch of people just walked in. Uh, but this, yeah, this is obviously a very special moment. You got, you got cookies. Yeah. Uh, those were made by those were made by Lily. She couldn't be here because she had to go home sick. So I don't know if you want to eat them or not, but it's okay. All right. Want to uh, start your new job with a cold? Yeah, baby. Um, wow. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say, and I'm also trying not to cry. So please, uh, please indulge me. But uh, we, we were talking about you. Surrounded, right? Now. We were talking about your favorite moments on NBC. Yeah. And obviously, we did a, a lot of great shows, from like live shows with fans uh, to missing no. The unlisted audio <laughs> episode of NBC that's about nothing Nintendo, but All I think this topic. is one of my favorite moments. Yes. Really? Yeah, I think this is too. Um, wow, thank you, thank you so much for this. Like, it has been uh, an honor to to be at this company and to sit in this seat and to. And I'm sorry I didn't invite like half of you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I should say that up for right now, um, but it it has been an honor and a pleasure. And you guys suck. Like, how are you doing this to me? No. <laughs> So thank you. You suck. Thank you. No, no, no. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank experience you. Right thank there. you. And thank the comments. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to do. What do we do? Like well, we're I mean, so off script. No, like I said, just don't pay attention to us. Yeah, just, do your just, thing. Yeah, just yeah, bring, bring us out. Give me one of those cookies, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Here, here. Have, have a cookie. No. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, no, and I, I sincerely appreciate that. Um, well, then don't go. I mean, if you're, I mean, you show your cookies by just around. I mean, you got to stay. That's how it works. Yeah, no, it uh, it is. Um, somebody, I can't. I don't know what to say. Sign us off, Jose. <laughs> yeah, sign us off. Take, All right, where can take people us find out, the show? baby. Okay. Um, thank you for watching and listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. Uh, we're a weekly show on IGN, but we're not the only show on IGN. And in fact, there's a whole family and network of people in this room right now here to remind you uh, this show will go on. Pear is going to be leading it, and it's going to be fantastic. And make sure you're here. And thank you so much for for the opportunity to sit here, and and to listen to us talk about Nintendo, and talk about uh, games and the things we care about. Uh, I am forever grateful, and I will be listening now, just like you do every week. Uh, thank you so much, and we'll be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat. Herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, 
wherever podcasts are available.